And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker, and this is just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, so go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you get $10 off your first order. So I hope everybody's having a good week thus far. Uh, not, a lot of go- not a lot going on in the hockey world, really, but um, you know, there's still a lot of bits and pieces to pick from, and... You know, the good thing is that we finally have some sort of hockey going on. Uh, yeah, we have the the training camps. I mean, not the training camps. The I get I, I always want to call them training camps just because I feel like, you know, it's just what it is. I mean, it's you know, it's it's just a formality at this point. You know, if you want to call it involuntary uh, voluntary workouts, call it that. Uh, if you want to call it, you know, just pick up hockey, you could call it whatever you would like. But the fact that matters is that hockey's back, and that's what really matters the most. And uh, it's it's very you know, like I said, we can't really judge a lot off of what we're seeing online with these videos of these players getting back on the ice together. Uh, but I have to say that you know the boys are looking good. You know whether whatever team you you're you're cheering for. Obviously, if you're listening to this show, you're you're a Lightning fan. And the thing is, is that you know from the videos that I've seen of the lightning players on the ice you know one side of me is saying well you know it's it's just you know they're just going around out there and they're messing around and you know they're not really doing much you know they're just they're just doing what any of us would do if you know we got together with some of our friends and went on the ice and you know messed around for maybe a couple hours or so you know like i like we've stated on the past episodes uh you know these players are only allowed six at a time on the ice obviously there's going to be five plus a goalie uh that would make a lot more sense i saw one video out there with some of the guys uh skating uh, i believe it was the i believe ryan mcdonough was one of the players on the ice they didn't have a uh, a net they didn't have a goalie in that they just had i guess had like the whatever you call it the the makeshift goalie out there so the players could kind of shoot around it and practice you know picking the corners and pockets of the net so i mean like i said they're not going to do a lot you know i don't expect them to do a lot that's just the facts you know that we are presented with right now is that they're just going out there they're just trying to get a feel for everything they're just trying to shake the rust off and that's just the way it is unfortunately until uh i believe the start of july i believe july 10th is when uh, the next phase starts where the training camps will officially begin. So we're starting to ramp up, you know, barring let's 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 not forget barring there not being another sh- spike in the coronavirus cases, which, you know, we're seeing it right now in some parts of the country that are reopened already. But I like I stated on my last episode that that's something that we're just going to have to deal with, not only as hockey fans and. We're just going to have to deal with it as citizens, uh, just going back in everyday life. That's just going to have to be kind of somewhat of a normalcy that is just going to happen that we're going to hear about. Uh, it's just one of those things where it, it's just going to happen. I mean, there's really no easy way or other way to say it. Um, 
you know, it's it's one of those things where this thing is not going to completely go away for a while. And I'm sure everyone is tired, including myself, of not only saying that, but hearing it. But that's just the nature of the beast that we're dealing with right now is that, you know, at some point, like we are right now, we're going to have to get back to normal life and move on with our lives. And But at the same time, people are going to continue to get sick. Granted, we're, you know, we're still going to move on. We still have a lot of things that, you know, we the doctors have a lot of methods that they know that they could use if someone gets sick. And now the NHL also has a lot of protocols in place in which players will be quarantined if needed to be and what actions the league might might have to take if a case does present itself. You know, I said about maybe it was last week or the week before that I'd be shocked if we go back to play. And I mean this in a very sincere and, you know, I'm not wishing any player in the league, whether it's a lightning player or a player on an opposing team, I don't care what team it is. uh, I would be shocked if we go back to play and we see, or we hear we don't hear any cases in which a player has gotten sick or contracted the virus. Um, you know, granted, I, I I just think that, you know, that's something that we're going to have to deal with. I think that, you know, it's just the way it is. You know, it's, it's bound to ha- – it's happening to normal people every day right now as things are reopening. And it's going to happen to an athlete, unfortunately. And the league has such protocols in, in place where if a case does occur – at least they'll be prepared and at least they could kind of isolate the the virus to just that person. Uh, you know, if you've missed the last couple episodes, basically what the league is going to do if a player does get sick or what kind of protocols they do have in, in place is that so they're going to be testing the players on a nightly basis with results coming back in the morning which is, I think, the most effective way they're going to do it. I don't know how, what kind of test they're exactly going to do. I assume they're going to do the test that we've all seen, if we haven't already gotten already, is the disgusting-looking, slightly painful um, nose swab in which they take this long Q-tip and they stick it in your nose, basically tickling the front of your brain. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not exactly what they're doing, but you kind of get what I'm, I'm hinting at. So, yeah, it's just... Um, I guess they're going to do that. I hope maybe there's another way to test because, you know, that unfortunately that kind of sucks if you're going to have, especially if you're a player and you have to go through that every day, regardless of, you know, if you just had practice or if you just had, you know, uh, a game, you know, having to go through that. It's just it's going to get mentally tiring after a while. And, of course, we could all understand. But at the same time, I mean, other than, you know, taking temperatures, I'm not really uh, – Educated on what exactly other tests there might be. I've heard through some individuals that there's a blood test you could take. I don't know how smart that would be, especially with these athletes exerting energy. And then you have to take uh, X amount of samples of blood from them. And then, you know, it's just one of those situations as well where we all know if whoever, if you've ever given blood, you do feel tired and fatigued afterwards. So having to do that after a game or practice or whatever the case may be can also be tiresome as well so i'm just curious maybe there's other other things in in place uh other tests that maybe we are not really aware of yet so we'll just have to sit and wait maybe we'll get more information as the players will start 
talking about this stuff. It seems like the league isn't really letting the players talk to the media that much. Um, we've obviously seen throughout the the quarantine that the players are talking on social media through the Zoom things. We've seen it on uh, most notably on the Spit and Chicklets podcast from Barstool. Um, a lot of players have gone on that show and talked about, you know, just things in general, just the game of hockey. It's going to be interesting to hear about what their daily experiences are going to be once they are really getting in the groove of things, once training camp starts and, you know, they the the regulations are really put into effect. Um, I don't know if anybody saw the news that was the other day. Uh, the the NBA actually put in a, a hotline, an anonymous tip hotline for any players uh, so to report any players or personnel, I guess, that are not following protocol. And, yeah, that's an interesting thing. I mean, I'm sure they're going to vent all the claims, but I, I, I can't see uh, – I can't. I can't imagine where there would not be a couple of calls in there where it could be, you know, someone, uh, just someone being stupid and calling in against one of the top players on the other team that their team's facing and saying, "Hey, uh, yeah, uh, even though he's supposed to stay on the, the, uh, you know, the hotel grounds and whatnot, uh, I saw him out at a bar, you know, corralling it up, and I don't think that's right. So you're gonna get certain crank calls, I guess, like that, where it's you, you, they're gonna have to vent. Um, and they, they'll probably be able to tell whether or not pretty easily which is real and which is not and all that stuff. So, yeah, uh, I'm curious if the NHL is going to have something like that. I would imagine maybe it's just going to be some sort of honor system thing. I, I can't imagine that any of these players would even risk uh, not only contracting the, the virus but also spreading it to their teammates and their family. So I'm sure they're going to be smart. I mean, come on. Like, we've waited three, four months uh, for hockey, and at the time the the, the – playoff start it's going to be i think six um yeah i don't think they're going to risk screwing that all up just to you know for one if it's a night off or whatever just to go out and do whatever the case may be but you never know i mean i'm sure there's there's going to be a couple of broken arrows here and there from a couple of teams but yeah i mean know what they should do they should just sit stay home at the the hotel rooms that they're given in whatever pot cities who whatever pot cities they 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 may be in i mean we have no idea what the cities are going to be yet uh we're going to get into that a little bit later but you know they could stay in their hotel rooms i'm sure they'll be given a lot of or maybe some of the same amenities that maybe some of the nba players might be getting at disney uh they could stay in their hotel watch some tv and maybe snack on a built bar now if you haven't heard about built bar i'll tell you about it right now built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar uh, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN, you get $10 off your first order. These things are absolutely great. Um, you know, it's it's been definitely hard, really hard not to sit on the couch uh, during this whole virus thing and just eat, you know, out of pure boredom. And, you know, it's it, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's had to deal with that. You know, you, not only trying to eat and trying to stay healthy, but also eat healthy food. And if you're ever like hankering for something, well, Built Bar is just the, the best thing for you. You know, it's one of those things. It's a little candy. It's a little protein bar. Tastes just like candy. And I'm very skeptical about a lot of these protein bars. But you know what? Uh, Built Bar won me over very quickly. Uh, the official flavor of this podcast show is Toffee Almond. That was my favorite. Uh, in the beginning, it was Banana Nut Bread. Um, and the reason why was because it, you know, I love uh, banana bread and it, you know, I, I may sound a little cheesy when I say this, but it really, it really tasted 
like they just threw somehow, I don't know, through some magical process that Bilt Bar had invented behind closed doors. They, they stuck the banana bread in there, covered it with chocolate. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and the website is super easy to use. Uh, you, could, you have the option of uh, just getting a, a box with all the different flavors or you could customize it to, you know, whether you want two flavors or not or whatever the case may be. Uh, it's super easy to use. They have all these great deals, and they also have a selection for those of you who might be allergic to nuts. So definitely go on to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. You get $10 off your first order. So now the stage is set. We know the, the, the teams. We know the players that will be playing, of course. But we don't know who the Lightning will be playing exactly. We'll just have to wait a little bit longer. And, of course, the Lightning do have to play those round-robin games. Uh, I spoke on a little bit uh, last week as well as on that roundtable that maybe you maybe may have not heard uh, me, that I was on for the Locked On NHL channel. Uh, if you don't, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen. Uh, it was a great, great thing that uh, you know a couple of hosts and, and I we got together. We spoke about how everything that's going on with the racial injustice that's going on in America and how that kind of translate into the game of hockey and some of the instances that have occurred throughout the years and, you know, what, what exactly can be done? Obviously, you know, we don't have all the answers, but, you know, at least, you know, maybe the four, four of us, four or five of us could figure out maybe what, what are the first steps towards the right answers? But anyway, yeah, I spoke on that podcast. I said that, um, you know, I spoke about that as well, but I also spoke about, the the playoffs because some of the hosts that were on that show uh we had uh danielle from locked on flyers and chris from locked on avalanche uh, so obviously those teams are in the playoffs as well flyers being one of the teams that the lightning could possibly run into as the playoffs go on but i spoke uh with them and i said that you know i don't really view these round robin games as serious games obviously i want to see the lines i want to see how guys play Obviously, I don't want anybody to get injured. I said that uh, I I hope the Lightning wrap Steven Stamkos in bubble wrap, you know, because, I mean, we all know throughout the years, uh, Stammer has had his issues of staying healthy and staying on the ice. And, you know, if the Lightning aren't going to succeed and, you know, hoist the cup at the end of all this, they need to have him healthy. They need to have him on the ice ready to go because I believe that, you know, he is the backbone of this team. I mean, we could rely on guys like Sorelli, um, you know, Kucherov, you know, we could go on. But it's I don't think they could get to that next level without Stamkos out there. So, uh, you know, I just I maybe they could treat this like preseason games. I mean, because at the end of the day, I believe in the Stanley Cup f- playoffs seedings don't really count because we've seen you know how hockey is and how things have gone over the last 10 years in the Stanley Cup playoffs is that you know once you start the game seedings go out the door I mean we saw it with the Kings we saw it with other teams as well but the Kings obviously being one of the most notable ones uh I mean they you know it's it's just one of those things where I don't I don't look at seedings as really a big deal in the playoffs I mean, other than maybe home ice advantage, yeah. But other than that, I mean, it, it really doesn't really matter. And even home ice, home ice advantage, depending on what teams we're, we're talking about, it doesn't really mean that much either. So, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, the, the games, the round-robin games don't really count. But obviously, 
after that, the seedings and whoever the Lightning will match up with is going to be very important. And it's going to be interesting how the Lightning does handle that. And it's going to be very challenging as well for the coaching staff just because they are, you know, they're going to have to be getting ready for, you know, four, uh, actually three matchups. My math was a little off on that. Three potential matchups. Um, well, yeah, and then they have to deal with, you know, the teams, you know, like they could do. I think there's going to be kind of like a wild card Cinderella story, kind of like Montreal. I mean, I, I don't at the same time, I, I just want the Montreal, you know, Canadians out of it as fast as possible. I don't mind if I would have to play Pittsburgh. I think this Lightning team definitely matchups well with the Pittsburgh Penguins, but I would love to see them, of course, play uh, Columbus. But the players, obviously, you know, that's what everybody comes to watch these games for. Not only to watch teams play against teams, but to see certain players, um, you know, light it up in the playoffs. Now, could that possibly, could we see some different, maybe some different names pop up this year in the playoffs? Absolutely. I mean, with everything that has happened and everybody kind of coming back on the same level playing surface, you know, you're, you're not having teams just coming off two weeks of a tough schedule to end the season and then start the playoffs now. No, this is everyone's been sitting on the couch for about four or five months now uh, ready to go. And I think, you know, the, you know, we, we talked about this when everything first got shut down is that, you know, as much as it sucks that we don't have hockey, but when the playoffs start, it's going to be absolutely insane. I think it's going to, you know, the energy level is going to be absolutely through the roof. The intensity is going to be off the charts and we're going to see probably, in my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of people um, have said this uh, before, that this is going to probably potentially be the best Stanley Cup playoffs ever. You know, you're going to see some insane scores maybe. Hope not. I would like to see, you know, traditional hockey scores, 2-1, 3-1, you know, kind of like in that range, 5-2, five, five, whatever. You know, you could throw out numbers all day for traditional hockey scores. But you never know. You Maybe maybe the, the goalies might be off, and it might that might be the defining factor. As always it is in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs is, you know, team riding a hot goalie, or, or maybe it's just a case of uh, which goalie gives up the less goals, you know. Um, so we'll have to see. But I think, you know, the players – to look out for is something, you know, if you're ever going to sit on the couch, if you have the time, of course, you know, not everyone's going to be able to sit there all night and watch maybe the two, three games that might be on at a nightly basis. But if you're going to sit on the couch and be able to watch these games, you know, you got to, I, for me personally, I sit there, I watch certain games, whether, you know, outside of the Tampa Bay Lightning, of course, to watch certain players play, you know, so, for example, I'm probably going to throw on the Oilers a couple of times, watch Connor McDavid and, of course, Leon Dreisaitl and see how they go uh, with all this time off. If, you know, maybe they need some time to get back to where these guys were and especially Leon Dreisaitl, maybe he carries that MVP uh, swagger into the playoffs. Uh, you never know. Or maybe we're going to see someone from the Edmonton Oilers who, you know, you never really thought of would have been carrying this team, like maybe a Darnell Nurse um, or maybe even from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Maybe we'll have Andre Palapi, the guy who's, you know, this team is going to be looking towards to, to really come up big in a prime spot. Who never knows? You know, you're going you're gonna to get guys that you would have never maybe thought of imagined uh, coming up big. I mean, for all we know, at the end of this playoff run, if the Lightning do 
make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, which I believe uh, they do have the talent. Um, I believe, you know, we could see a player like Barkley Goodrow leading the team in goals. I mean, you have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, but from a analytical perspective for someone who's been watching a lot of these players, not only on the Lightning all year, but, you know, from the, the Penguins and, you know, the, the Flyers, uh, the Canadians, all these teams, uh, I, I think that the the goaltenders are not going to need much time. I'm sure there's going to be moments where they're going to make, you know, boneheaded mistakes like you see sometimes uh, in the in the playoffs. But I don't think it's going to be eight, seven games. I don't think the goaltending is going to be that horrible. But you never know. I mean, the game of hockey is you, 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 that's why you never bet. That's why I personally never bet on it, because it's just one of those sports where, you know, one night the, the two teams facing off against each other could, uh, you know, have a grinded out game and you never would have thought about it. You know, you never, you could have a game where, you know, a team like the lightning who is one of the top teams in the league, uh, have a hard time trying to get off to a good start against a team. Like for example, the Ottawa senators who is at the bottom of the league. So you never know, or you could have a game where, you know, it's just a dog fight and two teams are going goal for goal. And, you know, it's going to come down to a last minute goal. And then you have a score of, 10 to 7 or 10 to 9 or something ridiculous like that. So I think we'll might have, we might have a couple of games like that. Um, I don't expect it, like I said, to get too crazy or out of hand. But if I had to pick some players, especially from the Lightning, and we'll get into other players from other teams down the road, uh, I do have plans to maybe do some crossover episodes with some playoff uh you know some ho- some of the hosts from the playoff teams. Uh, once we get closer to the action starting up, uh, I've, I have been in touch with those people and they're they're ready to do it. So you know it's only we're gonna wait a little bit for that. But yeah, um, we'll we'll talk about that. So you know you Lightning fans can kind of get an idea of you know who the Lightning may be matching up against and you know how that how those players might have a a shot at ending the lightning's playoff run a little earlier than we would have liked it to. So, but let's talk about the lightning players real quick, uh, which players I think that may come up big that you may have not have really expected to really not. I'm not going to say like, for example, I'm not going to say Barkley Goodrow is going to be the, the number one goal scorer on this team. I don't expect him to, that's not his game. Um, but I think some of the guys that have been key for this team, especially when we had a lot of injuries like the Anthony Sorelli's, the Andres Palat. Uh, I could see even a guy like Blake Coleman who, you know, granted he was only, he's only been with the team since uh, February, since the trade deadline. He never really got off to a big start once he was with this team. You know, the, the goals didn't really start up. I don't even think he scored a goal since he's been with the lightning. And so what a better time to, you know, get off to a start and score your first goal with the team than in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So if I had to pick maybe five players off the top of my head, other than Andre Vasilevsky, because we know the big cat is going to do big cat things and he's going to shut down the other team. Granted, I'm not expecting him to have a shutout every every night. Would I like to see him have a shutout every night? Of course, and maybe win the con Smythe. But the top five players, I believe, and we're not ranking them in any order for – you know, the Lightning to who I think the Lightning are going to have to rely on is, of course, you, you can't mention players that the Lightning have to rely on and to come up big and really lead the team. You can't have a conversation like that without talking about Steven Stamkos. 
Now, so, of course, I think he's going to come back with a head full of steam. He's going to be super amped up to ready to come back because, you know what, it's a frustrating thing. I'm sure a lot of you have played sports at one or one time or not in your life where it was competitive sports, especially whether it was in school or outside of school in a in a neighborhood league or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, it's it's super frustrating when you know you can make a difference, but, you know, you just can't stay healthy. You just... You know, and it's yeah, it's super frustrated, and I'm sure Stammer's frustrated. He's pissed, and he's and he's super motivated to come back. I'm sure he's going to be trying to score <laughs> three, four goals a night, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I think he's going to make a huge difference uh, in the point in the point column for this team. I think that you know he'll be not only scoring a good number of goals, but I think he'll be creating a lot of good chances that will set up potential big time goals for this team. I really want to see Stammer continue his success that he had on the power play, especially in the playoffs. Uh, he led the team at the time that he was injured and actually uh, ended the season leading the team with 12 power play goals. So I expect him to kind of continue that. Um, I would be fine if, you know, maybe he scores a goal here and there, but you know, if they're power play goals, a power play goal is, you know, the best kind of goal you could have, whether you're up or down. So whether it's shorthanded or, you know, if you're on the on the PPG, um, you know, that's the kind of thing you want. So, yeah, Stammer right there. Um, Hedman, I want to see him obviously shut down the, the attacking forwards, uh, chip in some goals here and there maybe. Uh, obviously create a lot of choices, uh, a lot of chances. Um, for other players on the team because that's what he's really good at other than playing you know defense on the defensive side of the puck he's good at creating other chances um, so yeah I mean we all know how Victor Hedman plays he he's very he has a very unappreciated style of play I think I've said on past episodes and you know I'm gonna say it every time I talk about Victor Hedman that I and I'm a that we expect him to do, we expect Victor Hedman to do Victor Hedman things, and that's play good defense, stifle the other team's uh, scoring chances, and clog up the passing lanes, as well as play physical and create other chances for his teammates. So, yeah, keep an eye out on heads as well. So, and then my third player, I would have to say Anthony Sorelli. Uh, he's definitely one of those players that, especially the when the Lightning were having trouble scoring creating chances, all those kind of things, kind of playing down to the level of the other team that was maybe not as talented as they were. For example, uh, one of the last games that the Lightning played was against the Detroit Red Wings, obviously one of the worst teams in the league. Um, and I remember a play where, you know, you could just see the whole team was very, the morale was very low. I believe this was maybe a couple days after or so that Stamkos was pretty much ruled out for the rest of the season. And what happened was, you know, it was, and it, you know, it's not only this game, it's, it's many other games as well. Um, even if it doesn't result in a goal, uh, Anthony Sorelli has this great thing where he forces a turnover at the blue line and uses his speed, which I would love to see him create more chances like that as well. I wouldn't mind if Anthony Sorelli maybe twice or three times a game uh, forces a turnover and races down the ice, uh, blasts through everybody and just puts pressure on the goalie. Cause that's what he does. Cause even if it doesn't result in a goal, the, the resulting rebound could, you know, 
result in a goal anyway. So on a trailing forward or defenseman or whoever, whatever lightning players trailing on the play. So yeah, Anthony Sorelli, definitely a big time, uh, big game needed spark plug that the lightning are definitely going to have to look at, especially because I'm not going to expect the lightning to play every game. Absolutely perfect. You know, there's going to be some games that are going to be frustrating. They're not going to be able to play at the level that they wish they can. And we're all familiar with how the lightning get off the slow start so that's just you know another thing that we're gonna have to keep a lookout for so whenever the lightning start off the game slow and we all know what i'm talking about not a lot of shots on that a lot of turnovers uh poor puck management all those things that we've come to to know and not really love about this team from this year uh look to anthony sorelli to really get things going really just light a fire underneath his teammates as well so you know look at him and then Blake Coleman, like I said, I really want to see Blake Coleman, uh, really his game come on in the playoffs. I think this is the perfect spot for him to really endear himself to the Lightning fans because I'm sure there's some Lightning fans that were after the trade deadline, you know, especially when you give away a first round draft pick, uh, you're kind of looking at the resulting, you know, what you got back in the trade, and that was Blake Coleman, and saying to yourself, "All right, we gave up a first round draft pick." Let's see some results. And you didn't really see a lot of results on the scoring sheet. Um, there was a couple of good chances. I believe he maybe had a not even, I want to say maybe three or two or three assists um, before play result uh, uh, was paused. But I think that, you know, Blake Coleman, this is the perfect chance. If, if you're listening, that's great. Uh, it, this is the perfect chance for you to really, you know, make your mark here. Um with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And if this is the best chance I think you'll ever get on winning a cup, because this team is definitely one of the best teams in the league, you're going to have a healthy team and you're going to have a, a goaltender who at any moment could get hot. So I think the stars have perfectly aligned for you, Blake. And all we need for you is to do what you were doing before and the points will come. The goals will definitely come along as well. Uh, and the one thing I want to see from you, Blake, is just do what you do. Disrupt the puck. Uh, disrupt the passing by the other team, you know, the opposing team, especially in the neutral zone, play physical along the boards. And yeah, that's the, that's all I want to see from you because if you play like that, if you continue to play like that, create chances for your teammates. Uh, we're going to be in pretty good shape. The lightning are going to be in pretty good shape going forward uh, against any team they play, no matter whether it's the Bruins or it's the Montreal Canadiens. So yeah. And then my last player um, kind of to, to look out for, uh, now, the easy choice would be Nikita Kucherov. Now, I don't want Lightning fans, and I certainly don't want this team, and I think they learned their lesson from last year. I don't want Lightning fans other than you know to rely on Stamkos or to look to Stamkos now because, like I said, Steven Stamkos isn't going to light up the goal sheet. I mean, he's, he's going to get his points and goals here and there, but... He's, you know, he's going to be out there. He's going to be a playmaker. He's going to be a facilitator of the puck. He's going to get put guys in good situations in which they're going to be able to be successful and score. Now, he's not going to be able to always do that. So, of course, we're going to have Nikita Kucherov. You know, a lot of a lot of Lightning fans saw what happened last year when the Lightning relied too much on Nikita Kucherov. I'm not looking for the Lightning to really hang on to Nikita Kucherov in terms of, you know, relying on him to do a lot of productivity um, on the scoring side. If he does, that's great. But I think the big thing that the Lightning need to focus on, especially in the playoffs, 
because this was an issue not only for them against the Blue Jackets last year, but also during the regular season, and that was physicality. Now, they kind of fixed that that issue to some degree during the trade deadline by acquiring Barkley Goodrow. So I think that Barkley Goodrow is going to be a key factor in this, not as like on the same level as I would say maybe a Steven Stamkos or an Alex Kalorn. Now, Alex Kalorn, I haven't mentioned him, and if you listen to this podcast often, you're going to know that I'm a huge Alex Kalorn guy. I mean, if the Lightning didn't have a guy like Killer on the team producing the way he was producing this year, they would maybe be a seven seed or maybe a, an eighth seed even, or maybe even doing be one of the teams that are in the playing rounds right now. I don't think they would have sunk that low. Uh, this team is too talented to have sunk that low. I don't think they would have done that. But, I mean, Killer came up really clutch for this team. But, you know, him scoring goals and doing all that stuff, that's not what this team needs. They need to be physical. They can't be – because we all know we've watched playoff hockey before. And if you haven't, go on YouTube, check out some highlights, and you'll get very familiar with it that the you know the Stanley Cup playoffs aren't for the faint-hearted. And when I say faint-hearted, I mean soft players. You know, you got to go out there. It's going to be super physical. There's going to be some nights where it's not going to be as bad, but – you know, there's going to be super nights, especially, you know, the first couple of games of a series, whether it's the first round, second round, or, you know, the Stanley Cup finals, whatever the case may be. Uh, there's going to be teams feeling out each other. And, that, and the best way to feel, feel out each other during a uh, playoff series in, in the National Hockey League is hit hard, fight for the puck along the board, and the Lightning are going to need Barkley Goodrow to kind of take the reins of that, kind of um, sort of be you know, have the same role that Patrick Maroon and Zach Bogosian had as well during the season. And that's kind of sort of bully the other team around. You know, you obviously still got to play the game and you got to play within the rules of the game because we don't want to commit any stupid penalties. Um, Don't get too carried away with that. But yeah, Barkley Goodrow, since he's come to this team, uh, has been a a breath of fresh air for this team in terms of, you know, how he lays the body, how he works the puck along the boards. And because we've saw way before that too many times lightning getting outbodied for these pucks out for these loose pucks along the boards and it turning into a quick chance almost sometimes resulting in in a goal for the opposing team within you know their own zone so you know they got to they got to definitely and I'm not just talking about Barkley Goudreau every man from the first line to the fourth need to step up and be more physical because they can't get bullied out there or they're not going to make it out of the first round so and I especially, they they made they did make some progress. Obviously, you know, Barkley Goodrow wasn't the only guy, but I think that he's one of the most important players in that department. Um, he's going to have to be an enforcer. And they, we saw huge progress, huge progress that made me a little bit more, you know, comfortable with how this team was going to go going forward in that in those Bruins series that they had right before play stopped when it was a a, a home and away or home and home or whatever you want to call it. There was one game in Tampa and then there was one game in Boston. And that game in Boston really showed me what this team could be capable of. Uh, if you haven't watched that game, go back. It was an absolute dogfight in more ways than one. Definitely felt like a playoff preview. Um, I would love to see the Lightning definitely matched up with the Bruins because especially with a healthy team like this and these guys having more time to play with each other, um, I could definitely see the Lightning beating the Bruins in best of six or even seven. So, you know, I could sit here and tell you all of what I think, but we still got to wait for the games to play. And guess what? When they play, it's going to be it's going to be absolute chaos. Now, if you've been watching what's been going on around the 
the country. We all know what's going on and how important it is to really come together. So I just want to tell you that the Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the host, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash Black Lives Matter. And also another reminder that today's show is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. So visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Now, to end the show, I just want to discuss a little bit, because I've discussed this, I think, to the full extent that I could possibly go with it on the last couple of shows over the last couple of weeks, is the host cities. I mean, I we I don't know how many times I have to say, what is taking the league so long? It seems like the NBA has their act together. I mean, I, out of all the four major sports leagues, I think the NBA really has the right... I, I don't know what it is. I think, I think maybe... The you know I like how we were in elementary school as kids. Some schools did principal for a day. I think Adam Silver needs to be commissioner for a day of the NHL. But yeah, I I just I don't know what the holdup is. I thought that the NHL by now would at least have some sort of idea, or at least maybe narrow it down as to what date what cities are going to be the pod cities. Now, they, they released a list maybe a month and a half ago of all the possible host cities that they were discussing, and it was this long list. I think there was like 15 cities on there. I'm not going to go through all of them, but like I've been saying over the last couple of weeks is that the, the most logical way to go about this, Chicago and Columbus, because you don't want these teams going back and forth, you know, especially because obviously how, how they would do it is you would have the Western Conference in Chicago and the Eastern Conference in Columbus. Now, I know to some hockey fans, Columbus being a pod city is not exactly sexy in terms of trying to market the playoffs to, to fans and all that stuff, but who really cares? Because at the end of the day, there aren't going to be fans there. All we're going to be doing is watching these games. We're going to be watching two teams in a hockey arena playing each other, and that's all that matters. Who cares if it's in Toronto or it's Boston, Tampa, or wherever, Dallas? I mean, if it's, you're not going to really tell the difference regardless. So, I mean, and you need to think about player safety, of course. You know, you need to have, especially when the conference finals of each side are over, if they're going to decide that, you know, we want to have the teams travel back and forth to each other, which I think would be an absolute stupid idea, then they need to think about, would we rather have these players going from, you know, Columbus or Chicago to Vancouver or whatever the case may be, you know, you need to kind of narrow down the distance. So I think that, you know, I've never been to either of these cities, but I'd imagine that maybe you could work it out where you could just bust these teams back and forth. So they don't have to go through the whole thing of going through an airport. I mean, if, if, if you have any logical idea, if you have any other better ideas out there, obviously reach out to the show at locked on, lightning at gmail.com or tweet out to the show at lo underscore uh you know i i'm very curious as to what all of you think about this uh as to what would would be the most logical idea i mean i'm curious as to how many of you would think that the nhl should you know go with this now so obviously go on and put on your your commissioner hat and i would love to see some of the ideas you all come up with and yeah, that's it for today's show. Uh, just remember, you can find this show anywhere, Spotify, Apple, wherever podcasts are found or and provide it. So go ahead, 
like, subscribe, follow, so you can stay up up to date on all the latest shows. And as soon as an episode drops, you'll know, and you can listen to it. And then you could go to Twitter and rip me about how how you differ from the ideas that I'm throwing out your way. So yeah, that's been it for today's show of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.